Hi, my name is Sandy Carter, and I'm Amazon Web Services Vice President for WWPS Partners and Programs. Mission is really about using a technology to drive a value-based element. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Sandy. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, too. I'm so excited, Catherine, to be on the show. So thanks for inviting me. Yeah, this should be a really good episode because beyond your role at Amazon Web Services, you're also very involved with girls in tech. So we'll be discussing both of these facets of your life and experience as a woman in technology. So that should be really interesting. But first, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Well, I'll start first personally. Um, I've raised two daughters and I would say that having them uh, look to me as a role model and looking at how I did things. So for example, you know, a lot of people said, oh, you have to stay at home. And, and I've ever heard my daughters a couple of times bragging about, well, my mom, you know, codes, well, my mom does this. And they're really proud of it. It's not like they're embarrassed about what I do. They're super proud of what I do. Um, so that, that has really empowered me as a woman that I'm setting a really good example for them. Uh, and I remember one of my daughters said to one of her friends, well, you should talk to my mom about what you want to do because she gives good career advice. And I was like, wow, that's like such an honor. And then, you know, professionally, um, being a woman has empowered me when I see other women get promoted. In fact, we just went through a promotion cycle here at Amazon. And I looked back to see how many women that I was able to write recommendations for, strong women, building up that next generation of women in tech. So it, it ha there are several, and I probably could bore you the whole show with more reasons why being a woman has empowered me, but those are just a couple. Nice. It's nice to hear when kids are, are proud of their parents and actually see through the, you know, this mystique of their parents being like, oh, they're just my embarrassing mom and actually see the cool <laughs> things that they're doing. I think that's really great. It is very true. I have to tell you. And, you know, sometimes you don't realize what you're teaching your kids. I will tell you just this weekend, something was happening in my, one of my best friends came over and my daughter said to her, well, you know, it's the tough things in life that really develop your character. <laughs> I started laughing. I couldn't help it because that's exactly what I tell her. And she was repeating it back like it was her quote. So it was pretty amazing. It's funny. As you mentioned in your introduction, you work at AWS and you're the VP of Worldwide Public Sector Partners and Programs. What does that mean? Tell me more about your role. Oh, I have to tell you, Catherine, I think I have the very best role at AWS because I get to work with partners. So these are companies who develop software on top of our technology or who help our customers deploy it into the cloud. These are the most important people, I think, that really help us grow our business, but more importantly, add value to our customers. For us, public sector is very broad. So I get to cover things from government uh, education, not-for-profit, but also things like healthcare, which is so important to us. Space, you know, I always wanted to be an astronaut. Now I'm helping my partners 
you know, build robotics uh, for the moon landing or to take something to Mars or synthesize oxygen on Mars. It's so incredible. The other reason it's so important is about 70% of our public sector business does go through our partners. So I really have a strong business leadership role and we get to do cool new things. Like we just launched um, Startup Accelerator. So I get to help the next generation of companies in healthcare and sustainability and space. So um, again, I think I have the very best role at AWS you could possibly have. That is really cool. and. Although my role is is quite different from yours, something I do like about being a technology journalist is the constantly learning new things and learning new industries because technology and you know certainly the technologies that AWS deals with um, is really touching everyone in every industry, and so it's kind of always changing, which is which is really cool. So yeah, you- I, I completely agree with you. In fact, last night. I was asked by an organization to donate an NFT using blockchain. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, that's really out there. So I had to actually go look. I knew what an NFT was, but I was like, how do I donate an NFT through blockchain? So I had to go learn that. And it was really empowering and invigorating all at the same time. But it just goes to show you I'm in technology and how fast and rapidly it's changing and how you must stay up to date. Yeah, it keeps you current. Another thing for your daughters to think is cool about you. That's right. <laughs> They're like, you know what an MFT is? <laughs> yeah, I've tried Googling it. I, I still I still have questions. I should probably get someone on the podcast to explain that to me, but that that's a future episode. <laughs> I've got a great woman for you. If you really want to do that, I do have a great woman you can interview for that. Excellent. We will we'll discuss after. <laughs> okay, you got it. What would you say that your organization's top priorities are right now? Well, um, I would say the very first one is hashtag taking care of our team and taking care of our partners. And what I mean by that is, you know, everything today is changing. There's no rule book for the new normal, like the new normal even keeps changing. And so we've got to take care of our employees, my team, which is most important to me. And we've got to take care of our partners. So for me, that's one of the organization's top priorities. If you're a manager supporting me, if you see someone sending you a note at 2 a.m., you've got to go, whoa, that's just not healthy. We've got to do that differently. Or someone who's not taking breaks during the day. Um, Number two is around supporting our customers in their mission. And when I say mission, mission is really about using a technology to drive a value-based element. It's not just about migrating technology from one platform to another, but it's about digitizing a hospital or, um, you know, helping with that next fighter jet or, uh, you know, figuring out how do we synthesize oxygen on Mars? Uh, That portion of the business does have a lot more opportunity and a lot more space for us to add value, especially with our partners. So for example, um, the Cherokee Nation, the largest Indian tribe in the United States just came to us in Presidio, one of our partners, looking for help to preserve its language. That's a mission. Or, um, you know, Axel 3D looking for help on how can we uh, do a kidney replacement faster. That's return on life, not return on investment. It's those type of things that are a second priority. And then third, I would say is migration and modernization, you know, helping our customers get to the cloud because then they can scale and grow. 
And then once they get there to use that data and artificial intelligence and machine learning and to really advance. So number one, hashtag take care of the team, hashtag take care of our partners. Number two, missions, which is really providing that technology to support the goal of whatever our customers need. And then third, migration and modernization. And it's interesting working for a tech company that that tech piece is third. Um, but if we do the first two right, then that tech piece comes to us. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like, what is the point of of technology if it's not improving the way that we live and work and experience things. So you can't That's prioritize right. that over those experiences. You got it. You nailed it. There you go. I love it. Shifting gears here a little bit. I know you're very passionate about supporting diversity in technology. Can you tell me a little bit more about your work with Girls in Tech? Yeah. So I am chairperson of the board for Girls in Tech. Girls in Tech today is in over 66 countries. Uh, we have you know, hundreds of thousands of members around the world. And our mission in Girls in Tech is threefold. One, it's to make sure that women, it's actually women, it's, it's women in college all the way up until their second or third role um, have, first of all, the right level of technology skills. So we do a lot of master classes a lot of global classrooms to get them trained in Python or machine learning. Um, the second thing we do is we support a lot of entrepreneurs and startups. So you've heard me already talk about my role has startups in it. Girls in Tech is really about getting that next entrepreneur to have the confidence to take that step to start their own company. And so um, I'm really excited about that because that could be going from teaching someone how to look at a PL to how to pitch to how to get funding. And then the final thing we do is we do a lot of hashtag tech for good. So back to my last conversation, um, we just had a hackathon for good where, you know, we were helping cities um, with people to come in and hack for figuring out how do we help to alleviate the homeless problem or the hunger problem or those type of things. We do have a formal partnership with AWS and Girls in Tech. Uh, we have recently expanded into Africa, which is also part of our mission uh, as well. It's, it's my way to reach back and to pull others forward and develop more pathways for women in STEM and to create a more inclusive culture for women in technology. It's something that I am very passionate about, as you mentioned in your question. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's something I, I am passionate about as well, um, of course, because that was somewhat of the motivation behind this podcast and you know my next question everyone has an answer for and there are a lot of answers for and some of them are obvious and some of them are not obvious but I wanted to get your perspective on why diversity and inclusivity is important in the tech community specifically. Wow you're right so there's lots of different answers uh, to this question. You know for me the reason it's so important is that our customer base is diverse. And if your customer base is diverse, in order for you as a company to develop the very best products and solutions, then you need to look like your customer base. Otherwise, you're going to be producing things that are great for someone else, but not great for your customer. So diversity really does drive that innovation um, and business outcome. So for example, you know, one of the companies we worked with, Fashion 360, there's a female founder and, she, you know, a lot of people have tackled the, 
if someone falls down, how do they get help? But it's this big, you know, my grandmother would never wear it. It was this big, ugly necklace with this big old honker button on it. And my grandma was very fashionable. And so what Anina did, who's the CEO of Fashion 360, she developed a beautiful ring. I mean, it's really beautiful. Like you would wear it even if you didn't fall down and you touch the ring and it calls for help. Of course, my grandmother and hundreds of thousands of women around the world will wear it because it's fashionable. You can't tell what it is, but it took a woman developing that for other women in order to get that message across. So sometimes you have to look like your audience. Um, the second thing I know that diversity does as well, and if you do it right, you're very inclusive, um, it uh, not only drives innovation, but it, there really is an ROI to diversity. Um, and there have been so many studies, I think, because so many companies wouldn't look at it. But when you really look at the business case, there is a strong business case and business outcome for this. We've seen, um, you know, McKinsey did a study that showed the more diverse teams you have, the more you are likely to, 70, you're 70% more likely to break into a new market. And every company wants to do that today, right? Innovate and figure out how to break into new markets. So I think that diversity and inclusion is the right thing to do, but it's also right for innovation and it drives business outcomes. So that's kind of the trifecta for me of why every company should want to be diverse and inclusive. Yeah, I think it's really important to talk about ROI and innovation and, you know, not ignore that businesses are trying to make money and trying to run a business um, and just pointing out that diversity actually uh, helps achieve those goals. Also, what you said about um, the, you know, to alert you when you've fallen down, that's really interesting. And I think it also points to another form of diversity that maybe tech companies aren't always aware of making sure they're hitting, which is not only... Did it take a woman to point that out? But age diversity, like we think, oh, older people don't care what they wear. Older people don't care about having this thing on their neck that clearly indicates that they they need assistance of some kind. My grandmother was incredibly fashionable as well. I don't think she would have been caught dead with something like that around her neck. And so we weren't thinking about the older generation and what they really want and need. Yeah, I agree. And in fact, today, um, oh my gosh, I just saw a study that showed since COVID, the um, amount of alone time has just exponentially grown, especially for the elderly. And they correlated that with a depression. There's a higher rate of depression now in the elderly. And it was interesting because the author of this article said, who knew that the elderly still wanted to be social? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, do you know anybody who's, you know, like my grandparents still, they want to be around their kids. They want to be with their peers. They still want to do that. So you do have to think about everything from someone else's perspective, not just your own. My last question, since I have you here, is also a little bit different from what we previously talked about. But I would like to know your thoughts on what you anticipate will be the major focus for some of your customers moving forward? Well, I say, you know, number one, COVID taught us that the value of data is immense. In fact, before COVID, Catherine, what I saw is every executive would come and see me and they'd be like, I want to talk about AI and ML. I want to talk about AI and ML. And I would say, well, you've got to have a data strategy first, and then you can build the right learning models. Um, because, you know, what you teach, you have to have from data. 
And, uh, and they were like, ah, oh, let's skip that. Let's go straight to AIML. But when COVID struck, everybody had to move so quickly and everybody learned really fast that you've got to have good data. So I see data being incredibly um, essential for customers and a big major focus as they move forward. I would also say that the other thing that I'm seeing from my customers is now that they've gone to the cloud, they're looking for the what's next. So I got to the cloud. I now reduced my cost. I now have increased agility, but what's the next frontier? And so I get a lot of questions now about, you know, how do I do containers? How do I do serverless? So now we're getting to some of those really meaty things that can really make a difference in someone's company and the way that their computing model will change. I think that's really interesting. And then last but not least, what I see a lot from our customers too, now is that shift from just the technology side to the mission or the business focus. Um, like I said, we saw IDC say that the shift has occurred where now that mission focus has about five times the budget then does just an IT team because they're focusing on the customer experience, what matters to my end user. And so we have seen a big switch in what our customers are asking about. In fact, our, um, our SA team, which is a technical team, even they've seen a decrease in the questions about you know, AIML and HPC and more questions about, okay, now how should I think about digitizing a hospital? You know, how would you think about fundraising for a nonprofit? How would you go about preserving a language like the Cherokee Nation language? And so they're getting a lot more questions that are more industry-based, business-based questions than they had in the past. So that's some of the, the changes and the trends that we've been seeing. Great. Well, Sandy, thank you for taking the time to talk to me about your role at AWS and some of the trends and also uh, girls in tech. It's been great. Thank you so much. And thank you, Catherine. It's a pleasure. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.